Welcome to the Home Care Network podcast. In our podcast, we're bringing various guests discussing relative business matters that's concerning the operations of your home care business. Our guests will include fellow business owners, home care and health care specialists, service providers, and a wider range of business mentors and coaches. Be free to share the podcast within your network and to scroll through our channel for more content that is relative to you. Join us. We are networking today as we build for your tomorrow. It is always my pleasure to be here. And this evening we are here with Brian Nagel of Real Time. And Brian is going to be here talking to us about things to know how to open a staffing agency. Um, It's one of those questions and it's one of those Um, areas of business development that has so many moving parts. Um, Brian comes with us with 45 years, is it in the trenches, Brian? Uh, Yes, 45 years of industry experience, correct. Don't hesitate in saying that. That should be something to be so proud of. So 45 years um, for Brian in in the industry. Um, been service servicing and serving those business owners. Um, Brian, we welcome you here today. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Just a small correction. I've been in industry for 45 years. Uh, the first half of that was effectively in airline management and finance. The last half has been helping staffing agency owners. Well, and this is why the last, it's always the last thing is going to be the best thing, right? And that is why you're here with us today and why you're going to talk with us and go through some of those areas that we should know about as it relates to, you know, opening that staffing agency. But before we get started, I have to tell you, you know, Brian touched my heart earlier on today and he gave me this quote and I don't know if you got it from somewhere else, Brian. Or this is your quote, but I'm going to quote it anyway. I'll take credit for it. (laughs) So Brian is going to take credit for the quote. And he said to me that how he loves doing what he does. He doesn't consider what he does work. And why is it that with all the years of experience that he has, that he can now pass that on to other people? And his statement was, I don't have to experience the pain to learn the lesson, quote, unquote. And I just thought that was just such a remarkable and touching statement. And um, Brian, as he says, he's taken full credit for that statement. Thank you so much, Brian. (laughs) All right, Brian, tell us about real time. Tell us about Brian. Let's open up with that first of all. Okay, so again, I've been, I started my professional career in 1982 in finance and I was with American Airlines in a subsidiary um for the better part of 20 years the last 20 plus years i've been servicing um staffing agencies and since i came to real time more specifically nurse staffing agencies and my focus is helping people get started correctly put in best practices and avoid the landmines that are inherent to most first and second year businesses. Again, you don't have to experience the pain, but you can still learn the lesson. You can continue having your business in gear and it's not two steps forward and three steps backwards. Right, right. Real time has been 
in the nurse staffing game for almost 30 years. Um, we have, we do a lot with startups, but we have a couple of rather large clients. One's been with us for seven years and from startup, they're going to do three quarters of a billion dollars this year. Wow. So, you know, we, in, as we're talking to our clients, we always want to key on best practices. And those are things that we can share with startups that again, help them avoid landmines. Um, Yvette, you'd be surprised at the number of agencies that don't do site visits. Hmm. Right. They don't right, go right. out to their facilities. They just send I mean, the person, right? What's that now? They just send the, the nurse or they just send yeah, the Yeah, and, and the there's no now. follow up with the facility. It's out of sight, out of mind. Right. And, and it, I can give you four benefits of doing regular site visits. And, and that's an amazing best practice. You go do a site visit, you're connecting and building relationships with administrators and DONs. Mm -hmm. You are finding out how your employees are doing in that facility and getting feedback on the people that are excelling, the people that are doing what's expected and the people that aren't quite measuring up. Right. And not only that, you also, you're there. You're going to ask, what are your staffing needs? Why I'm here. Okay. So it's a way to get job orders so they don't have to call the agency. They're getting it while you're there. And then lastly, you're making sure they receive the invoice when it's scheduled to in their system to be paid. So now you're managing your receivables. Right. All those are key elements to being successful as a new staffing agency. But the number of people that don't do site visits, it's really almost alarming. So, and, and, and I can so hear the passion that you have about, you know, embracing some of these best practices and, you know, implementing some of those best practices because again you know it's one thing being able to get that contract right but the hardest part is maintaining that contract right and, and not only that but credit these days is as important as getting the contract right now here's um here's an ism i didn't come up with it our credit department did <laughs> but a sale is only a sale when it's been collected right so People have got to know they've got to keep their eye on the ball and they've got to follow the money trail. Absolutely. And, and if invoices go out 90, 120, 150, 180 days, they're not going to be in business long. And, and this is really where you guys come in. And, and again, look, you know, we can rattle on all day long, right, Brian? I mean, we had to like shut ourselves off before we came onto the broadcast today and we can rattle on all day long and talking about the nuances and talking about the pitfalls and talking about the positive side, but also really trying to, you know, establish for new owners, um, their path in getting into that staffing world. It most definitely has an element and a, uh, uh, a relative relationship with home care um and you started going off the the tracks just a little bit so with that being said mr passionate okay. brian okay you... so so when somebody's passionate about home care they care about individuals they're in it because they want to help their customers they want to help their patients 
Okay. Well, to get started with this, people got to realize it's not a part-time business. At the very least, it's a second full-time business. And then they've got to be as passionate for facility staffing as they are for home care. You've got to treat your clients with respect. You got to treat your clinicians with respect. And and those are the two areas. If you can get those down from the start of the business, boy, you got the rest of it licked. I mean, that's right. the reason people come to us because they're outsourcing everything. And if they can focus on the business development and the recruiting of clinicians, but how do you keep the clinicians you recruit? You got to show them you care. Um, Real time has a PEO component. PEO stands for Professional Employer Organization, otherwise known as Employee Leasing. Why do you go to a PEO? So that you can focus on the things you do best and outsource all the rest. So you don't want to learn administration while you're building a business. If you can outsource that to professionals, you're going to gain a lot of momentum because you're putting it in the hands of professionals. So you're the on-site manager. We have a co-employer record. Your name is on the workers' comp certificate. Um, your name is on the application. Um, so at a base, part of our PEO services and has to be is we perform payroll processing for our PEO clients. And we handle ACA compliance, family leave, uh, Americans for Disability Act, all those things that you have to know about. COVID changes, PPP keeps changing. So payroll challenges, classifications of workers. IRS says that people that work for a facility staffing agency and are working scheduled shifts should be W-2s not 1099s. If somebody's a 1099, they should be a registered business as an LLC, and then it becomes a corp to corp rather than a payroll transfer. Um, there are a number of other items. We don't have the time tonight, but I'd be happy to talk to anybody offline on additional payroll challenges. Um, and we'll just skip to human resources. So we help with employee handbooks and the rules and regulations that uh, PEOs are required to help their clients with. So we've got a great HR team. Um, workers' compensation. We provide workers' compensation at market rates to startups. That's very unusual. We don't have a, any additional premiums. All you're paying for is the premium per hour of your clinicians. Um, RealSure is our bundled service. So payroll funding is what we do. We do 100% advance. There are several sources of capital you could go with. You could get money from friends and family. You could go get a bank loan. You can go uh, factoring, which means you're paying the payroll, then you're selling your invoices. What we do is we mitigate all that for our clients by we're the ones advancing the money to cover payroll and taxes on every hour worked. 
So you don't need to have upfront money to be able to get into this. And, and that's one of the key areas. If I can just jump in there, Brian, that I sure. really want to um, preface on is the is the funding aspect because again, there are different terms like you mentioned, factoring, funding, and and but there is a slight difference. So can you just repeat that again, sure. Brian, in terms of what so the difference like, is? Factoring is typically an eighty to ninety percent advance rate against the invoice, so they're holding ten to twenty percent until that invoice is paid. We're advancing all the money to cover payroll and taxes, and we send out the invoice for our clients. Again, we're trying to take all that administrative stuff away from them. Which the is part of that PEO aspect. Yeah, and the only thing we ask our clients to do is input the payroll. But the, uh, here's the limitations. If you go with friends and family, you got to pay them back. You run into trouble. You, you know, it, it's you don't want to necessarily risk family relationships. You go get a bank loan. Your payroll is limited to the amount of money you get from the bank. Right. Where I've got a woman down here in Florida, 11 months with us now. She went from startup to billing over a hundred thousand a week. If she had gone to get a bank loan when she was Could first starting, ten or fifteen grand max, and then she would have run out of money to cover payroll. So we can help her scale from five million to fifteen million. And obviously, if we're servicing a three quarters of a billion dollar client, we have a pretty big, significant line of credit to service our clients. Doesn't mean we're indiscriminate. We evaluate every single facility. For their right. creditworthiness and making sure that they pay as close to terms as absolutely possible. Right, and again, um, I'm going back to that PEO relationship, and just again making sure that the the very clear um, understanding of what that is. You are putting yourself into the place of the um, the agency, the staffing agency. Um, well, although the employees are all managed by the agency. They are not managed by us. We're correct, correct, correct. We're, and okay. we're just talking about the the back end um, areas, whether it be funding, um, payroll, like you said, you know, submitting that, I doing work as comp. Exactly. You know, since they're part of our PEO, we can provide that workers comp. Right. It, and that workers comp, as we know, is very difficult to get when you're a startup staffing agency. And you don't have direct control of the employees, right? So you you also let's say that I come to you, Brian, and say, you know what, Brian, you know I need you to work with me as a PEO because I have a facility I've got a contract with. Um, this is the name of the company. You do your due diligence in making sure that that facility is credit worthy because ultimately you are advancing all monies to my employees. Right on our well, behalf. Well, we're actually, yeah. So we're that's correct. We're putting the money in their their direct deposit accounts on Friday. Correct. Okay. Um, and then we're invoicing your facilities. Correct. So we have to make sure that they're credit worthy. Exactly. Because obviously, as large as our line of credit is, we don't want to run out. Right. So 
and we gotta we need to make sure that we're going to be able to collect those monies right and so, i have three brothers that would not fund me and give me that money so companies such as real time is a good route to go they're doing their due diligence they stand behind their their worthiness as well um so that the agency owner doesn't have to worry about that and can focus on building that business and not only that event when you're going to a facility and they question what well, you're a startup how do we know that you're going to be able to cover payroll well we work through real time so we have unlimited payroll capability Right, right. And we've been you know, doing this for almost three decades. And there's some facilities that don't even care. They just want that person, that body, right? That's they right. they really right. they really don't care because ultimately it's not their responsibility to pay the employee, it's their responsibility to pay you as the employer. So again, doing your due diligence. So uh, the workers comp no no annual fee, no annual audit, um, and there's no deposit. Um credit and accounts receivable so our credit team is and we're adding two new people every month to the credit team uh that's how quickly our clients are scaling and then HR management and client relations and then um software payroll software that was written specifically for nurse staffing okay so that's our focus um and you get essentially a single vendor um for all these services so it just makes your time on the phone a lot faster and when you call in every one of our employees knows nurse staffing inside and out so that's a we're not a general we could be a general funder but the majority of our clients are nurse staffing so perfect um, perfect and we have amazing client retention on the PEO side so and we're doing something right there. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, wonderful. And then all right, and then saving you valuable capital and we've been around since 1994. And the owner of our company had a he ran a nurse staffing agency out in um California before starting real time and when he had difficulty getting a loan from the bank that was sufficient for his needs. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Thank you so much for that, Brian. But I I do have some other questions that I want sure. just to throw at you that we can just like ad lib here. Um in your professional opinion, um and obviously you know you've been doing this a long time, can you speak to us about what are some of those key components that should be considered when we're starting up or an individual is thinking about starting up a staffing agency? Can you respond to that? I absolutely. <laughs> One you got to realize even though the demand is insatiable and we're at the most critical that we're a million nurses short across the country. So uh but there's heavy competition. So you got to be prepared to service your clients and your clinicians. You can't take anybody for granted. And you got to realize that this is absolutely a full-time job and truthfully it's 24/7. So the key components are what's your commitment to your business and are you going to try to learn best practices or are you going to figure out that you know you've got it down from day 1 it's it's really important that there are lessons to be learned and as we tell every client 
we're going to give you best practices from our most successful clients. Whether or not you choose to listen to them is up to you. But I'll tell you, the ones that do typically are the ones that are scaling very rapidly. Right, um, right. And that goes so, back to your that goes back to your earlier quote: "They don't have to experience the pain to learn the lesson." No, but they got it. They got to be committed to their own success. I right. mean, truth is, we had 12 people sign up last year that never wound up billing an hour because they thought it was like winning lotto. Not that they had to go out and sell to facilities and they had to gain contracts and and all that. So um, it, it's important. You still got to put the work in. You got to put the work you, in. You have to work it. And and you know so and we advise against cold calling. By the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, the reason being, if the front desk is telling you they don't use agencies, but you know that there's a shortage. Right of um, nurses in that facility, they're getting people from some agency, but people at the front desk are continuously trained to say they don't need agencies. Well, one of the tactics that's a best practice is when you're interviewing clinicians, find out the facilities they worked at that they really loved, and get them to create the introduction. To the administrator and the don for you absolutely absolutely it, you know the best jobs are always gotten from networking and how, and the that, word of mouth that wasn't missed right okay. right it, all right now you're getting excited brian it, it's simple stuff event but it it again it's a best practice we also suggest that people stay away from vendor management services those are third-party companies that are hired by the medical facilities to handle the supplemental staffing. Mm. They get 5 to 6% of gross invoice just for allowing you to staff the facility and normally there's 75 to 90 days before you get paid. Right. Again, some very key points again that needs to be at the forefront of your mind when entering into these um types of arrangements or even contemplating I'm starting a staffing agency. There are very some very very good key points there, Brian. Thank you. So here's my next question. So, in my little time on the on the circuit, not as long as you, Brian, but on my time in the circuit, I've most definitely see staffing having peaks and valleys. I remember when I first came into the country, it it was so peaking that um, it even got to the point that we was you know um, bringing people over from different countries. Because of the need for staffing, so while it has its peaks and valleys, what do you see as the norm in a new staffing agency? How 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 do we build up that momentum first of all, and how do we prepare ourselves for some of those valleys that may occur along the way? Oh, Yvette, what a great question! <laughs> Loaded as a baked potato. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you're right. Even this year, at the beginning of the year, facilities were paying COVID rates. Now many of them are backing off from COVID rates, and they're trying to. They're going back to their agencies and saying, "We can't afford your bill rates. We got to lower them." Right. So how, how do you insulate yourself against the valley? 
site visits, going out there and being that one vendor that that facility is going to always pay on a regular basis because you're paying more attention to that facility than any of the other agencies servicing them. That it might be worth not the, having the change of reducing their rates or changing and eliminating the code. Well, and even if, they, even if they're going to reduce it, you negotiate you still got hours. So, mm -hmm. Right, so that you, you can weather the storm together. You're compromising, they're compromising. But in exchange, you're asking for payment terms on 30 days, not 60 or 90. Right. Um, so you're getting something in return for giving up something, okay? Um, or you're asking for additional shifts. Geez, you're cutting down my bill rates. I need to bill more hours right. to keep my agency is, you know, going the way that it was. So, and you know that same that same statement, Brian. I was speaking to one of our ladies a, a couple of weeks ago, and you know we were drawing up a proposal for a, for a for a facility, and that same situation came up and we had actually come up and said all right then well in reducing rates how i'm going to negotiate is by saying i would like to have guaranteed hours so again it's it's a you know one it's way a it's, a it's a give and take it's a give and take you know and then you have to have confidence that you're delivering a message and, and that's the toughest thing i think of that is getting people to feel confident as a business owner because it's a drastic change going from an employee to an owner right look at the lives that you become responsible for so yeah. it's certainly an uptick in responsibility and and we we tell our clients we're available by cell phone 24 7. we want to be able to answer their questions on the spot um we're we're in this to help them succeed but they've got to want to succeed as well and not give up the ship absolutely brian again you are just oozing with you know passion about what you do and again just um referencing what we said prior to coming onto the broadcast is that when you love what you do it's not like you're going to work and um, you most you most definitely magnify that statement um, because I, I know you want to like talk a little bit longer, right, Brian? To be honest. I, I, well, raise your hand. I could talk for three hours, so, you know, okay. but we won't go there. So. Right, but what we will do though, Brian, is that we'd most definitely want to have you come back on again. Let's get into a little bit more of the, the, the nitty gritty. Brian, with that, I was going to ask you to leave us with your final statement and your final remarks and your final thoughts for those who are entering into opening a staffing agency, becoming that entrepreneur, becoming that business owner um, in this very rapid and volatile world. Um, your statements are just like so very on point. Um, but I, I am going to ask the question, what's going to be your closing remarks um, for everybody that is listening today? Oh, boy. Oh, my God. No, Don't I tell can, me you ain't got nothing no, to say I, now. No, I, I can boil it down to one. Okay. Yes. If not you, who? And if not now, when? But we are going to close out for this evening. Um, I thank you so very much for being here. Thank you for having me. I certainly appreciate it. 
and all the best to everybody that's starting an agency. You are an angel. Thank you so much, Brian. Good night to everybody. And we're going to be seeing you again soon. Stay focused and stay um, visual on your Facebook to see when our next event is. Um, But aside from that, have yourselves a great, great evening. Thank you.